0: this is the new lol podcast and i am karen stewart my goal is to challenge you motivate and encourage you to live your life boldly as a christian out loud do me a favor if you find anything of value any motivation any encouragement help me spread the word like this share it on all your channels and thanks for listening let's get started So uh, I wrote a book in 2015, and it it wasn't because I had some grand visions of being some great uh, best-selling author, but I wrote the book because God challenged me with the reality about myself that I had carefully built a life of hiding in plain sight. Even though I had been preaching since I was 15 years old, there were people around me every single day who didn't even know that I was a Christian. And when God challenged me about it, it was probably one of the most difficult realities that I had ever faced because I never really thought about it that way, that I was hiding out and didn't really want to be seen or known outside of my church life and world as a Christian. And you know how it is when God brings something to your attention and you're instantly convicted about it. It's like you need to sit with it and process it for a minute. And it was an unfolding revelation for me that I had to sit with for some time. Could it be possible that I was actually ashamed of Christ? I was certainly hiding out and doing everything that I could not to be seen But it wasn't because I was ashamed of him. I was ashamed of me. And I won't go through the whole story in detail because it's all in the first part of the book. It's a short book, but it talks about how I got to that point. But at the core of it, I didn't want to be identified outside of my church life as a Christian because I felt like I was unworthy and my underperforming life would bring a reproach or an embarrassment on the kingdom of God. I didn't want to make Jesus look bad because of the mediocre way that I lived. I couldn't see anything about myself that gave me any sense of pride about being a Christian. There was nothing that I felt like that I had done that could be considered like a badge of honor or some kind of validation or proof that my life was worthwhile enough to live boldly out loud as a Christian. And without even realizing it, I had formed and was living in an identity crisis. So yes, even though I started preaching when I was 15 years old, and that's not normal. Yes, I got licensed when I was 16 years old. Also, not really normal. Yes, I preached all over the world without any kind of self-promotion whatsoever. And yes, I was offered multiple full-time ministry roles and leadership positions in multiple locations in and, and, and around the world before I was even 30. All of that was true. But then, you know, I never graduated from college. In fact, I was expelled from college after one semester, which is funny to me now. I never went to seminary. I never felt that I had done anything meaningful enough to have earned the right or the privilege of representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Kingdom of God. And I never trusted myself to truly represent God rightly or honorably without messing up and bringing Him reproach and shame and disgrace. I knew what it was like to operate in a gift without the character or commitment to accompany it i knew that because i mean i started preaching about six years before i ever even got saved and what's interesting is <laughs> i think i preached more before i got saved than after that's a whole nother i knew what it felt like to be a fraud with a very profound gift And even after I had a genuine encounter with God and a true conversion, still I felt like a fraud, honestly, because the Bible described what it looked like to be a Christian, and I felt like my life, even after salvation, looked nothing like that. So I was happy to encourage people privately, one-on-one, and I was willing to preach whenever I was asked, but of course there was no way you would even know I was a preacher unless someone told you or God told you. I had become masterful at hiding in plain sight. And that's just part of my story. Trust me, it's a very small part. But then there were these scriptures that you've probably heard me quote or reference a lot before. Because they are haunting to me. Really, they are. One of them is in Romans chapter 8. And it says, The anxious longing, or some translations say, The earnest expectation of all creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope, so that creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. I find that staggering. Check this out. Creation itself is not waiting for Jesus to return. Creation itself is waiting for the sons of God to appear. Creation is waiting for us to show up and be revealed as who and what we really are so that it can be freed from the slavery and the corruption that holds it down to this day. That's mind-blowing to me. In verse 16, that same chapter says this, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. So the Spirit of God within us already confirms who we are. But for some reason, we just can't believe it and we just can't seem to live like it. And the whole earth, not waiting for Jesus. That's crazy. They're waiting for us to know who we are and to show up and be who we are in the earth. What does that even look like? Here's another mind-twisting scripture. This one twists my brain. First one was Paul. This one is John in 1 John four seventeen, John said this, by this love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, check this out, because as he is, so also are we in this world. So this is what it says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. It's crazy. Don't you think that's crazy? You probably remember in another podcast, I mentioned to you that when people first started being called Christians, it was not like a badge of honor. It was kind of like a diss. It was an insult. They were being called little Christs or little Jesuses. And I'm sure that many of you will say, oh, you know, Karen, I can't really relate to you because you know I talk about God all the time and I know that you share cute memes on social media all the time, and you put up Bible verses, the verse of the day, you share people's sermons, you post flyers about events, and people can go to church and different things. Somehow, we have come to believe that doing this is the same thing as being a bold witness for Christ. Now, I'm not judging you if this is what you do, and you make a practice of doing fine, but I do wonder, When the people around us who know that we identify ourselves as Christians, when they think about us, I wonder what are the thoughts that come to their minds. When people in our lives acknowledge that we are Christians, does that look to them like we are little images of Jesus himself, little Jesuses or little Christ? And if they don't, What have they decided that Christianity looks like based on what they see in us? I'm telling you lately, I have been like mesmerized with this reality, just thinking over and over again about this so-called mystical union between us and God. What, What does that even mean? I'm talking about the fact that Christ lives in us And at the same time, we live in Him. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Paul said in in Acts chapter 17, that the God who made the world and all the things in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, He does not dwell in temples made with hands, neither is He served by human hands, as though He needed anything, since He Himself gives to all life and breath and everything. For in him, we live and move and exist. And then again, in in the, the letter that Paul wrote to the Colossians, he said that the mystery that had been hidden from past generations was now manifested to us who are the saints. And here's the mystery, that Christ is in us. The hope of glory. So how do you get more holy, more spiritual, more righteous, if Christ himself already lives inside you? You might say, yeah, you know, I I understand all that, but I'm just not there yet. And I got to ask, you're just not where yet? And and wherever that where is, how are you going to know when you get there? Because if we all agree that Christ himself is holy and righteous, which he certainly is, and if the Word of God says that he, in all of his holiness and righteousness, lives inside of us right now, which is what the Word says, but what comes out of us is maybe neither holy nor righteous, then we need to sit with that for a minute and sit with the Lord and ask him, what exactly does that mean? And I've had people over the years challenge me and say, well, you know, nobody's perfect, which is true. But if the perfect Holy One lives inside of me, that begs the question, what else am I putting in me that is drowning out the reality of His indwelling power and his presence, and his witness from me. If you are a Christian, and the word of God is true, then Jesus already, in all of his fullness, all of his righteousness, all of his holiness, all of his glory, lives right now inside of you. And I'm telling you, he wants to reveal himself to you first, and then to the world around you, and he wants to do that through you. Now, I know this is definitely a big subject. It's a lot to unpack. And I promise I'll do that in another medium at another time. But for right now, all I want you to recognize is who you are right now. And I want you to start living like you know the one who lives inside of you. What exactly are you waiting for? I can tell you what the world is waiting for. The world and all of creation is not waiting for Jesus. All of creation is waiting for you to show up and be Christ in the earth. His hands, his feet, his arms, his heart, his love, and to free it from the bondage of slavery and corruption just like we've been free. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I know what the world is waiting for. All of creation is waiting for you right now to start living boldly out loud.